Hey everybody, it's Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. Super excited about today's show. We got CJ Ham joining us. It's going to be a two-part series, so make sure you tune in this week and then next week, of course, uh, where we're going to sit down with CJ Ham twice. We're talking football. We're talking faith. We're talking fa- we're talking Pro Bowl. You got to hear about the Pro Bowl, but also Kirk Cousins. Should he still be a Minnesota Viking? What does CJ think about this offense? And then also, we got to talk about T Swift. T Swift in the Super Bowl. There's been so many tweets, so many comments, so many messages. I got to dial into that, uh, dive into that as well with Sam Exum. We'll do that and much more coming up next on the Ron Johnson Show. Locked on Sports Minnesota Podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. Now, the Ron Johnson Show. On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. He's played with them, hung out with them, and grown up with all the big names in Minnesota sports. They're hanging out with Ron Johnson. It's the Ron Johnson Show on the Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast. And it starts now. Hey, everybody, it's Ron Johnson, and again, this is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. Thanks, everybody, for joining me, especially you everydayers. I really appreciate you guys that continuously tune in, continuously comment to us on Twitter, let us know what you think about it. I hope you guys let us know what you think about today's show because I'm super excited about this one. C.J. Ham uh, is a friend of ours as well with our family. We've known him uh, since he was a young rookie in the NFL, and, and now he's uh, year eight. So this is year 10 for me coming up next year with the Minnesota Vikings uh, doing their pregame show. So I'm super excited to get C.J. Ham. Why? He went to the Pro Bowl. So we got to talk about that. We got to talk about the Super Bowl with Taylor Swift. But we also have to talk about, I mean, there's Justin Jefferson. Is there a correlation between him and Stephon Diggs? You got Kirk Cousins. There's a lot to talk about. CJ, you know, the fullback, the fullback and the running back in the NFL. We got to talk to him about that. But I want everybody to know today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. It's really simple. It's right there on your phone. Your tickets are safe and secure. You don't have to worry about scalpers. And especially you don't have to worry about illegal or like invalid tickets. Let's call it that. Uh, Game Time's going to have a secure, safe way to do it and with no change of money in public. So as I bring my producer to the show, Sam Ekstrom, I'm super excited about today's show. I don't know if I've said that once, twice, three times. I can't, you know, CJ Ham. Uh, I love when we get a chance to sit down with CJ Ham. And I realized when I was talking to CJ before, I'm like, man, like, I don't know if we can do this in one segment. Uh, we can't do this in one show. I mean, honestly, and Sam, I mean, you know this, like, we could probably have a whole like four part series. Yeah. Ham with all the, the topics we could talk about, all the content. So we're definitely going to get him back. Uh, maybe later after maybe Kirk Cousins signs his big deal. Uh, we'll definitely have to get him back on the show or something like that. But uh, excited to get CJ Ham coming to the next segment. But, Sam, we got to talk about the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm going to – like I got, I got my thoughts on it. Uh, my first thought on it is uh, Tony Romo screwed up the last call. Like the more I listen to it, because I know people keep posting and they got different reasons. I think Tony Romo does a fine job. But here's where I feel like he kind of screwed up the Super Bowl. The last play of the game of the Super Bowl is supposed to always be like a memorable call. Like, you know that, like the last shot in the NCAA tournament when Villanova comes down and hits the big shot on the pass back. And everybody's talking about the uh, the, the the big shot that, uh, what's his name, Ray Allen hitting the corner against the Spurs. Like, you know, the, the announcers and the play-by-play guys calling in and they just let it breathe. 
and they're just oh, letting the crowd you get the like tony romo is is talking like and it's not even like an excited voice it's more like a like like did that just happen like what is going on right now because he's talking during the play and he's like yeah and the time is running out and the play clock was nine seconds and the game clock was 10 seconds and that's where he first screwed up because he said the Chiefs could just let the clock run out because it's a whole new game, Jim, and it's a whole new game. So even if the time ends, the Chiefs, you know, they just get to go to the other side of the field and keep playing until they either score a field goal or, or, or the 49ers stop them. Wrong. It was nine seconds. So if they had let the clock run out, it's going to be a delay of game. Now, yeah. with the refs of maybe not throwing the flag because it was like a one-second difference, yeah, if they had not thrown the flag – then we for sure would be saying this is rigged and they want to win. <laughs> so they didn't probably want that. They're probably screaming like, Andy, don't do it. Don't do it. Cause we, we can't just give you like, say the quarter's over. Like there's not enough time. So he's talking about that. He's wrong there because you can't let the clock run out. And then when the play happens, his response is, Oh, wait a minute. That's the play we were talking about. He was going to motion. Well, here's the reason for the, I'm going to give you the high view of this. The motion didn't affect the play because they were in zone. If you watch when he did the like short motion, nobody moves. So technically, we do know that play exists because other teams have run it. Andy Reid has run it before. So for him to say like, there's the play we've been talking about, like he ran it before with Sky Moore. We remember that. He sent Sky Moore in a short motion. Sky Moore goes back out to the sideline, catches it, touchdown. So we know that play works. We know that play exists. Everybody knows it exists, but it's a man beater. What ended up happening was when he did the motion, nothing happened. Nobody moved. So when Patrick Mahomes hiked it and then he goes to the flat, the only reason it worked was because the 49ers won. I think they were kind of dumbfounded what was going on. And then the fact that nobody saw, they were all worried about Travis Kelsey. It had nothing mm-hmm. to do with the short motion and man coverage and, you know, his guy running. Because we've seen it. His guy thinks he has to run all over the top and he comes back. That's the Sky Moore play. It didn't happen that way. So to try to say this is the play we've been, and the Andy Reid play we've been talking about, it happened. Like, stop talking. You don't need to tell us that's the play. Just let Jim Nance do his job and then talk about, like, oh, my God, they just won a Super Bowl. So him talking through it to me just kind of ruined it for me. Uh, it felt weird. I did get the purple Gatorade, right? I know that's what I said. Nailed on the it. Party. Uh, I, I saw the NFL logo. I saw the Super Bowl logo. Or sorry, the Super Bowl logo. And I'm like, it's got to be purple Gatorade. Like they're putting that into our eyes to like make us think it's not purple. So go everything away from purple. Pick red because that's a little bit of red. You see, oh, it's going to be red. Or pick orange because we've never done that. Or pick, you know, lemon lime. Pick green. No, purple is in your face. It's like the movie. I talked about that conspiracy. Like Will Smith showed them everything he wanted them to see just to make it happen. And when it happens, they don't even know why it happened. It's because we've been giving you to the suggestion. So this is the thing I think. Maybe the Gatorade was random, but the logo forced an Gatorade employee because they're a human to see the logos purple, to see all this. Even red and purple makes purple. So even if he put a little red in there to make it like a fruit punch grape Gatorade, it's purple. Mm. So maybe it was a mix of the two. Maybe it was purple and red, but it came out purple. And so for those that bet on FanDuel, you're welcome. I told you to put some money on it because I didn't know at first. Sam and the guys pointed it out. It's on FanDuel. If you put money on purple, you can thank us. Uh, Sam, before I jump in, because I do got some Taylor Swift thoughts on, on the game. Yeah. I do have to do that. I got We got to put that out on social media. But 
What are your thoughts on the Super Bowl? Um, well, I'll jump in with you on Tony Romo. I, I thought that the final call that it was honestly, I'm I'm being hundred percent honest. That was the exact first thing I said when I heard him open his mouth. I said, No, shut up, Tony. Because I, I've got the play-by-play background and and right. that's how I view it. And if your color analyst is stepping on that moment, um, that's inexcusable. Right. And honestly, it honestly, it falls on Jim Nance to talk to him. It falls on CBS and the producers. Like someone needs to talk to him about timing in broadcasting mm-hmm. because he uh, he analyzed it as if it was the first quarter of a regular season game. Correct. When it needed time to breathe. If you remember Joe Buck in the overtime between the Falcons and the Patriots, he said he went white is in Patriots win the Super Bowl. Brady has his fifth. What a comeback. And then it was like a minute of silence. And that's yeah. exactly how it should be done. Um, so that that irked me as a broadcaster. Game itself, um, Mahomes establishes the dynasty. Um, he proves why he's Superman. Yep. It wasn't always a pretty game, but I was thoroughly entertained. I mean, I like games that have a little bit of craziness, sloppiness to them just because it keeps it unexpected unanticipated so you had you know special teams blunders blocked extra points it made it all very interesting um and then the end game stuff with the overtime strategy it was uh it was good i was i was i was uh compelled to watch every second and i loved how it ended yeah and that's that's how i felt i did i did like like if i were to turn the tv off and just watch the game it was a good game i think a lot of the little stuff like taylor swift i got to go into that yeah, 54 seconds. So that was nothing. 54 seconds of airtime. Her, Blake Lively. Um, here's the problem with the narrative. And this is what I'm, I'm, I want to talk to. I want to talk to the people. And it feels like mainly it's, 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 it was no, it's people. It's not a certain gender. It's people that are saying, you guys need to let it go. Taylor Swift just living her best life, blah, blah. Fine. She is. We know that. Um, they're just a cute couple. They are. We get that. Um, you guys are showing your daughters that you can't be a strong woman and, you know, support your man. Mm, That's where you're going too far. And this is why I say this. I don't think people hate Taylor Swift. I don't think people dislike her. Her music, like I've heard some songs now that I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, she got some some bops. She got some bangers. Um, I never cared. Like, it didn't matter to me. I'm more annoyed at the people that continuously think they need to tweet that every time just because they 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 know they're going to get engagement from it. And this is my point. Russell Wilson has been married with kids to Sierra, but at one point they were dating. At no point did the NFL ever show Russell Wilson and Sierra. Like at no point did people try to capitalize off Sierra? At no point did they consistently talk about, oh, Russell Wilson is dating Sierra. Oh, that's so cute. Simone Biles might be one of the greatest Olympic athletes in the history of our world ever. Mm-hmm. She's up there with Michael Phelps and, you know, you can go on and on and, and you know, Serena Venus Williams. Simone Biles is that. She's her. Now, I get it. Her, her husband is not a big time piece of the Packers, but he's on the team. Nobody's talking about her nobody's showing her reaction nationally during the game nobody's tweeting about her taylor swift 
is a financial help to the NFL. She's a financial help to some of these people that keep tweeting about her. She's a financial help to fanatics and Nike and the Chiefs for sure. She's a financial help to Christian Hughes check because when she wore that jacket, everybody started talking about the puffer coat and Christian Hughes check got, got credit for it and because she made it. Now she has an NFL license to make Super Bowl 58 bests and so on and so forth. And the money's going to go to charity. Great. I think she's doing it for the right reasons. There are some people that are doing it for the wrong reasons. Aaron Andrews tweeting, I'm sobbing in tears seeing Taylor Swift wear my wear by E apparel to the game. I'm just in tears right now. Really? Really? Okay. I get it. Like if Taylor Swift were to wear a Minnesota Gopher shirt I sent her, I'm not in tears, but that's me. But also, she didn't just say it. She tagged her line. She tagged her account for them to be able to go by the Where by E account because it creates people, you know, people who've never even heard of Where by E, but then they're like, oh, wait, Taylor Swift's wearing it. Let me click and see what she got on. Oh, let me get that necklace. Oh, let me get this for my team. And so I get it. It's all a month. Like the commissioner is up there talking to Taylor Swift. Now she is a billionaire like singer, you know, all over the globe. Do I think, and this is where I'm kind of wondering, and you tell me this, Sam. Mm-hmm. If Beyonce, if Beyonce had decided instead of Jay-Z to like trying to think who she could have dated, all oh, these guys are too young for her. But if we could go back in time, maybe, and Beyonce... Because, like, like, even Giselle Bunchin with Tom Brady, like, I don't feel like like it was mentioned and then it was it. Like, there was never a Giselle cam at games and a Giselle watch at games. Is she coming? Um, Victoria's Secret wasn't trying to put out, like, Tampa Bay bras and panties or Patriots bras and panties. You know, like, there was no, like, there was none of that. There was a, but they saw an opportunity with Swift. They did. They saw an opportunity with her. And like, you know, I don't know, like if Beyonce, uh, shoot, like who could she have dated it? Could she have dated, um, let's say Devonte Adams. I don't know what other tight ends are out there that we love. Uh, cause I guess tight ends are the way to Gronk. go now. Beyonce and Gronk. What do you Bro, think? Beyonce and Gronk. Cause he Howard had Gronk's out there. Does Beyonce get that coverage dating a Gronk? You know, I don't know. I don't think so. I just don't like, I, I, I don't want to make it about anything besides financial gain um maybe because beyonce is a world-renowned artist and she did get tv time her and jay-z but she also announced she had a album coming out so that was probably part of the reason why they did it jay-z's also on the board of the nfl like he joined it to help out with uh uh diversity and and uh forgot like their overall branding when they were struggling and, and going through stuff with Colin kaepernick so we do know Jay-Z signed a deal and his Rock Nation brand, you know, company signed a deal with the NFL to, to, to be uh, consultants for the NFL. So maybe that's why Beyonce was shown a little bit. But I, I, I am, I'm fine with Taylor Swift. I'm just sick of the people trying to make it about more than what it's about. It's not about showing your daughter. Because like I've listened to young girls talk about Taylor Swift because I'm around them with softball and, and other sports. A lot of the young girls don't even get it. They're like, why is she like, why are we talking about her? And I'm trying to watch football. Like, why are they talking about Taylor Swift? And who is Travis Kelsey? Who cares? Like, so it's, it's kind of worn on everybody, but it was a financial gain. They showed the numbers. I forgot what tweet showed that, but they showed the numbers. 
and how much money revenue visit you know like how many people streamed it later just to watch some of that stuff so with all that said stop it with the tweets about taylor swift it's not showing anybody's dad anything it's a financial gain but speaking of cj ham he had a hilarious overtime like moment with the Colts, and he's going to talk about that i don't know if that's this week we might get him to talk about it next week but we got to get him to talk about it uh but there's so much to talk about with cj ham but we'll do that and much more coming up next on the hang around johnson segment we have a word from our sponsors We're brought to you today by Game Time. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and the best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Um, I like that they've got tickets not just for sports. They've got it for comedy. They've got it for music. They've got it for theater. Everything in your area. View all the seats from the venue, and they've got event cancellation protection in case something should occur. And they've got deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts if you want to join the game at halftime. It's the place to find last-minute deals. And with zone deals, you pick the section. Game time picks the seats for big-time savings. So if uh, you want to get to a game, download the Game Time app. Use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Download the Game Time app. Use code Locked On for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Well, we talked enough about Taylor Swift. We talked enough about the Super Bowl. Let's move into some Vikings talk. I got uh, CJ Ham joining me in the Hanging Ron Johnson segment. I know a lot of fans. I see the tweets. Trust me, I see it. I know a lot of the fans were tweeting right at the Super Bowl. When are the Vikings going to make a Super Bowl? It's coming. They got the people. They got the talent. They got the offensive weapons. Well, we're going to bring one of those weapons into the Ron Johnson show now. That's CJ Ham. I've watched this guy grow up. I've been working for the Vikings and Fox and NBC, everybody, K fan, whoever. Almost this is my 10th year now. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling old. I got the gray beard. Uh, but I've seen CJ grow up in this offense. I've been extremely proud of him, not just as a football player, but as a man, uh, because I know the mistakes I made as a, as a young player and just seeing a guy uh, take the higher road, uh, do the right things, uh, be an athlete and a family man. You don't see that often. Uh, you don't get enough praise. So CJ first, man, I want to I want to thank you for that, man, because you are truly a beacon of light for a lot of young fathers man whether you know it or not uh don't stop being you but also you're one of the best fullbacks in the nfl you went to the pro bowl so also you know ron johnson show claps for that but i want to thank cj hannon for joining me on the hang around johnson segment cj man how was that you got the call you're going to the pro bowl what what went through your mind right away yeah uh first of all i appreciate you man. appreciate everything you said uh definitely means a lot means a lot doesn't doesn't go unnoticed um like you said just trying to be me and Whatever that is, uh, is is what it is. But uh, yeah, I got to go to my second Pro Bowl um, exactly the same exact way I went the first time. Um, ironically, the two the, the same two teams are playing in the Super Bowl. But um, yeah, it, it was awesome. It, it's something I think I've been I've been uh, Kyle Juszczyk's, uh <laughs> alternate for the past I think five years. So. Um, so and they've always had a chance to go. So every single year I'm sitting there watching the game getting ready to like, oh, yeah, we might go to the Pro Bowl again. Um, but, uh, they, they, they were able to pull it off and make it to the Super Bowl. So to get that call to, to know we're going to get a nice trip to the Pro Bowl, um, nice trip to Orlando, was pretty exciting. My kids, my kids are looking forward to it. Yeah, and I saw your kids down there. I saw your dad got to go, your family, yep. your wife. Uh, saw some funny moments. I mean, you know, my, my wife and your wife are friends. Uh, you, you've opened our house, uh, your house up to us before. We'll talk about that a little bit later on the show. But 
Uh, I saw a funny moment with you and your family where you're, you're trying to get your wife's trying to get like a special moment on the field with you and the kids and your one daughter's like, I need to go to the bathroom. Where's the bathroom at? So, you know, what people see is like the real of social media and they think, oh, it's so perfect. And then you see the real like oh, yeah, you still yeah, yeah. got kids. Kids still don't care that you're a Pro Bowl fullback, <laughs> you know, trying to create a social media moment, man. How was that to navigating? kids schedules being tired i need to eat you know steph's doing all the work down there while you're down there you know watching jason kelsey smoke balls through a hole and miss half of, or miss all of them uh but how, how was that navigating the kids down there um it was, it was good they, they they did a really good job of um allowing us to have a lot of free time um you know so us having minimal obligations was a little different than um when i went in 2020 um, so I, after the 2019 season, a little different. We had we had more obligations, more things to do. But this time it was pretty free. Uh, you know, we had a couple couple quick practices, but for the most part, um, it was you know just family time. And they got it. They had us staying at a brand new hotel um, that had just uh, you know they had just finished building it a couple weeks beforehand. So we were the first people to stay there. They had this like super nice man-made ocean in the middle of the place where you can canoe on. And uh, so we just had a great time. Kids kids had a great time swimming. We got to. Go 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 to Disney for nine hours, which was which was great. But my my feet and back were, were killing me the next day, um, so it, it was good. We were we were able to kind of get in and get in and get out, um, you know, whenever we needed to. And uh, you know, like I said, like you said, my my wife did most of it, and you know, she's she's the true superhero um, of, of that trip. So. And when you when you think about like so back in the day, I don't even know the rules now because I, I got to get a chance to go to the Pro Bowl. And I was a player. I just was a, a guest of Ed Reed. Uh, Ed Reed and I were we drafted together. So not our first year. He didn't make it the first year, but the second year, Ed Reed was one of the best safeties in the league. Uh, so Ed Reed made the Pro Bowl that year. Gary Baxter, uh, Chris McAllister, Ray Lewis, Jonathan Ogden, Jamal Williams or Jamal Lewis, mm -hmm. Todd Heap. Like we had, I think seven or eight guys make the Pro wow. Bowl. And so because of that, and you know, the, the atmosphere down there, when you have that many teammates make it, a lot of your teammates go. Yeah. So we were down there like taking over, like we were down there. Like, I think, honestly, I think we were at one point, like 40 guys deep because each guy had invited like two or three guys. Cause you know, you get all the tickets and you can use, so Reed like had an extra plane ticket. He said, Hey man, you want to go? I got a plane ticket for you. So I'm like, bet I'm there say, say no more. So I packed up quick, grabbed, you know, a couple pairs. Of, this is Hawaii, though, so it's a little bit different. But grab a couple pair, yeah, Honolulu, so grab up a couple pair of shorts and just kind of took over. So when you think about, like, you, DePaula, and then who else was down there? Was it just you two or? Uh, and, D, and, and D Hunt. And D Hunt, yep. So you three being down there, man, did you guys get any chance to do any, like, team stuff? Because it's different now. Like, back then it was like, oh, man, the winners get 20 grand or the winners get 40 grand, losers get 20 does it still matter? Like, is there an actual point system that changes the dollars or does everybody get the same amount of money now for going? Oh no, it's a, it's, it's a big, it's a big price difference. Okay. <laughs> I, I de I'll definitely tell you that. So, okay. It's, it's a big price difference, which uh, it made, it made all the little mini games and, and the, and the flag football game pretty serious, you know, guys, oh, okay. guys, are, guys are on the sidelines, like, Hey, Hey, y'all lock in, <laughs> lock in real quick. So, uh, it, it may seem like all funny games to everybody watching, but no, I, everything everything mattered, and um, it was fun to you know be serious about it, and uh, also not have the fear of you know somebody getting hurt or you know getting you know, you know getting their head knocked off or anything like that. Just having a fun flag football game, but uh, we, we were definitely taking it serious. Because I mean, then it was twenty and forty. Like you don't have to say what the winners got, but what do the losers get now? Um, I think I think forty. 
Wow. Yeah, yeah. So inflation has taken the losers <laughs> to the winners. So then my guess is the winners must get 60 or 80 because then it was 2040. So now you're talking 40, 40 grand if you lose this flag football dodgeball. So, yeah, I'm trying to take a dude's head off. Like, yeah, you <laughs> you about to feel this dodge. Like, you're going to have to duck dodge because I saw you. I don't. I, I'm, I don't want to mess it up because I know it's like I know all the 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 dodgeball movie people. Yeah, yeah, duck, yeah. Dodge, dive, something, and duck again. And I saw you go flat back, like <laughs> you went straight. Like, did you train, or was that just natural instinct to just hit the ground? You know, I I, I grew up in like the boys and girls club in the community centers, um, so dodgeball was something that uh, I've done a lot of, and I, I I worked at community centers my whole life too. So, like. I, I'm not shy when it comes to dodgeball. We we did a we 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 did a little team bonding event at the end of training camp. Okay. And like we were playing dodgeball on that thing too. And I think I I, I hit the splits and like did the same thing. Hit hit the splits, dodged the ball, and everybody was just like, "What what did I just watch?" So it's dodgeball, something that <laughs> I like to do. It's fun. Uh, I'm, I'm 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 definitely at it. Wait, bro, you had the? Can you still do the splits? I, I did in that moment. Oh my goodness! Like, oh man, <laughs> you're like a limbo champ. So, <laughs> I promise you this: next year's Pro. So, you know what? You guys are going to Super Bowl, so we ain't talk about Pro Bowl. But if you get to a Pro Bowl again, because you are the best fullback, we know that. I promise you, if you hit the splits, you will be the legendary viral player. Like. You will have so many marketing opportunities after that, because that video is going to do fifty million. Like NFL player does a splits to miss a dodgeball, or if you do the splits and catch it, oh my goodness, that's fifty million. Trust me, that's you. You gonna surpass Cat Williams and Shay Shay? You gonna? Su- I, I don't know about that one. Man, hey, you hit the splits. Oh well, you know what? Cat Cat dropped some absolute like dimes in that one, though. I will give him that. But I mean, you you definitely breaking some of these other ones. Like we've seen some viral moments, and you like you'd be up there synonymous with because you would become a meme. Like you would become like like Kurt Angle. I know his is the new one because he at the end of his TikTok, he's like, "Okay, are we done? Can I can I go now?" Like you would hit like it would be like somebody would say like, uh, "If I'm tired of this, if I do this, you know it's time for y'all to go." Like and it's your video doing the splits. Like trust me, you would go. Viral because you and then you'd also be one of the most athletic fullbacks anybody's ever seen. Because I know Hughes check hurdled somebody and everybody was trying to say he was like super. And I'm like, I've seen CJ do that. Like, you know, like it's just like, come on now. Like, y'all can't just think that one fullback can only do this and he's the only one. Like, there's there's multiple hurdling fullbacks out there, man. But another moment I want to talk to you too, man, because I know this came up. And I don't know if you did it on purpose or not, but I got a text message. I'll show you. I'll, I'll actually probably screenshot send it to you. Reggie Wayne. I text Reggie Wayne because I coached him with the coach. And so I stay in touch with Reggie. I didn't do much. I told Reggie, when you make it to the Hall of Fame, man, just give me 1% credit because I was probably 1% of his production. Like, I, only thing I did was tell him when he looked tired in practice and I made sure that Clyde Christensen and Tom Moore knew what routes he wanted to run based off where we were in the red zone, green zone, or if we were in neutral. And uh, that's all I did. I was, that's, big time, that's big time. That's all I did. I was like, hey, we, we, we're in the red zone. All right, Reggie wants a bang eight, man. Give him a bang eight. Send, send uh, uh, Ben Utech up the seam. Reggie said he's got the bang right now. That's really all I would do. Or Reggie's not going in this series because mm. it's preseason. Like, he's over here with me. So get somebody else, you know, get Pierre Garçon in there. That's all I did. I literally, like, Reggie, I got to ask him, like, dude, you're a Hall of Famer. Like, what do you want me to do? I had him and Marvin Harrison and Tony Dungy told me this. He's like, look, 
because Tony Dungy coached my dad. I don't know if you knew that story. Tony, Tony Dungy in 1980 came back to the Steelers to be a coach or 81. And so he played with my dad in 79. They won a Super Bowl together. Then he left, went to the 49ers and came back. Chuck No hired him as a coach. And so he had Mel Blunt, Donnie Shell, and my dad as his DBs. And he's their age. And so that was me. I was Reggie and Marvin's age. And I'm younger than Marvin. And I'm like, me and Reggie were the same age. I'm like, I asked Tony, I'm like, what do I do? He's like, look, you ask them what you do. Like, you ask them. Like, that's what he did with Mel Blunt. He's like, Mel Blunt was one of the best corners ever. He's like, I can't coach him. He was like, Donnie Shell, you know, like I asked them, what do you need for me? And that's what I did. I went to Reggie and I'm like, what do you need for me? And so he told me, but Reggie, I text Reggie. I haven't texted Kato June this because I'm, I'm definitely going to do it. And I saw the schedule. Coach are coming back to Minnesota. The, the coats are still CJ. Reggie Wayne still. At first I said, hey man, you come back to Minnesota, man. Let's make sure we get dinner. Um, He's like, man, I'm still not over that last year's game. <laughs> like he still won't let it go. Like. He knows we're gonna go to dinner, but he like he had to make sure to remind me, like, hey man, because I didn't even bring it up. I was just like, hey man, I saw the schedule, man. Y'all coming back to uh, Minnesota? Let's make sure we grab dinner again. He's like, man, I'm not even over last year. <laughs> like, bro, like, what? Do, I didn't even bring that up. So understand, man, y'all hurt their feelings. Like their coaches, man, are still hurt. And so with that said, when you went up for the coin toss, you made a face. <laughs> <laughs> what were you thinking in that moment? Like, what was going on through your mind? Man, that's a <clears throat> that was a moment for sure. That was a moment for sure. And, and buddy, so I looked at, I was just looking at buddy, like, yeah, man, like that. That really just happened. You right here right now, and uh, he he was he was not entertained like at all. Straight Listen, he didn't crack a smile. He, he didn't, didn't crack do a nothing. Smile. Was, but um, yeah, man, that was that was nuts. I I I understand why he's not why they're. Still upset about that game. I mean, it's the largest comeback in NFL history, right? Like, yeah, it's what it is. So, yeah, that was that was that was a crazy game in, in and of itself, man. Just crazy. And when you think about that, yeah, being down thirty three, like I'm not gonna lie, like if I didn't have to do the post game show, I don't know if I would have stayed. Yeah, um, because my wife is texting me and she's literally like, "What should I do with the girls?" Because she had bought my daughter and her friend to the game. And they were sitting like up in the suites and she's like, should we go? Should we stay? What do you want to do? And I was like, that's up to y'all. I was like, I got to stay. <laughs> so like, it's up to you. And so she stayed, which was the best, like my daughter, like that's the one thing, like when I'm 60, yeah. I'm like, my daughter will be able to tell my grandkids like, oh, like when, when grandpa was, was calling the game with the Vikings pregame show, like I saw the best comeback in NFL history. Like she actually witnessed that as a 12 year old. And so you were a part of her memory. Like, because that pot, she asked me later, she's like, why was CJ on TikTok? And I was like, what? And so I went to the video and I was like, oh my God. You blew up, like, man. <laughs> because when we were doing the pregame, postgame show, we didn't, like, that wasn't like a video that we saw yet. Like, we yeah, didn't yeah. see that until later. Like, all that stuff started coming out later of, like, the face and the dude not being happy. And then Reggie Wayne, like, I text him after the game, like, hey, man, that's a tough one. Like, all I got back was, like, an emoji. Like, he didn't, he didn't even <laughs> want to talk to me. <laughs> Like they wouldn't even talk to me for like two weeks. They were so, and I, and I personally, honestly, like, cause that's, that's their job, their coaches. I didn't know what was going to happen. So I didn't even like, literally, I didn't rub it in. I didn't want to say nothing. Cause I'm like, that's tough. Yeah. 33, nothing. That's tough as a coaching staff. Like I talked to their coaches about that. But when you think about that moment too, man, being in that, like what was going through your mind, even being down 33 at halftime? Yeah. It's, um, you know, we, we've told this story a handful of times, but I just remember we all went in. Um, it was it was weird because everything everything bad was happening in the game, right? And I was yeah. thinking on the sideline, I'm like, yo, I've never 
I've never been a part of something like this where literally everything that could go wrong is just going is just going wrong. Right. Like, you know, it, it's it was it was weird. And, it, and and like I wasn't even like to the point where like I wasn't angry. Um, it, it was the weirdest feeling. Like I, I, I still say to this day that it was like it had to be some supernatural thing. I don't know if it's we were all just like, man, this is just a weird game. Like, I don't know what's right. going on. I don't know why this is happening. We all went into the locker room, and it wasn't like anybody was was uh, super upset or anything like that. Like, Pat P just said, all we need is five touchdowns. Like, that's literally that's literally all my man said, and we was just like, bet. All right, <laughs> sounds good. Like, let's let's do that. And, um, you know, there, there wasn't no big halftime speech. Um, right. You know, it was just like, hey, we need five touchdowns. Let's go, let's go out there and, and get back in this game, and – we did it so um, and then yeah and so the overtime because that like yeah. you did the overtime and you had the coin toss and I actually just before we started but I, I do want to get this out there you the coin toss for that game that was uh if you score a touchdown games over um or you know whatever if you kick a field goal they get a chance and you can stop them Super Bowl they've changed that now you score a yeah. touchdown the other team gets to score a touchdown the 49ers player, so huge check, uh, George Kittle, like it's all on social media now because all the interviews from last night are starting to come out. They all said, and even Shanahan, they were all like, well, we knew the rule had changed, but we like we didn't even think about that uh, because Kittle's saying, well, why did we take the ball first if we were going to get a chance anyway? Because now, now we put the pressure on them that if they go for two, we know where we stand. Mm -hmm. um, the Chiefs were saying we were hoping they took the ball because we wanted them to score first because we were going to go for two to win it. So, like, the Chiefs already had a plan. Chris Jones is saying they already had a plan. They knew, like, if we win the toss, let them have it. If, you know, they win the toss, hopefully they take it. End of the day, we want them to score first so we can score and go for two and just put it into this and not even go back and forth of 7-7-7 seven, 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 and then over, you know, then sudden death. Did you, like, because you, like, what what is your thoughts on that? Like, the 49ers, now it's sounding like Shanahan didn't prepare them. The Chiefs, he was well aware of this rule change. I know that, like, it wasn't blown up for everybody to know playoff Super Bowl change. But why why do you think that is like that the 49ers weren't as like aware? Yeah, I mean, I so first off, like I remember when the rule change happened, but yeah. it was something that like I thought about. You know, once once it went into OT, like if you know, if the commentators weren't talking about the rule change, it wasn't like I knew like, hey, this is this is this is the new Super Bowl rules. Um, this is gonna happen, X, Y, and Z. Um, and you know that that could have been like the same thing that was going on going on over there too. If they if if that's the case, um, you know you, we all played this game. We've all played this game for so long. We've been in so many overtime overtime yeah. games that uh, you know in the heat of the moment those things happen. You're in Super Bowl, the heat of the moment, like maybe maybe you're not thinking about that because right. uh, like you said, if that's the case, and Kansas City knew Kansas City knew that like that is exactly the right approach, right? You you know you you want to give the other team the ball because you know you always you're always gonna have a chance. Like right. I feel like any coach would would say that if uh you know if they're put in that situation. But um you know things happen in the in the heat of the moment. Yeah, because it's, it's crazy. One of the players said it um he said they had them sit there and talk about it. He had them figure out what was going on. He said they looked at the jumbotron and that's when they saw it. They looked up at the jumbotron and saw the ruin change and they were like oh Oh, okay. And that's he's like a couple of players said that's when they knew it. And I'm like, mm -hmm. that's crazy. Cause I know when the Vikings went overtime, I'll never forget with the Colts. One, we were all baffled too, but then we looked at the overtime rules too, because they do it. They like kind of let the fans know, hey, this is what's about to happen. Yep. And so it happens in uh in a lot in a, a lot uh Legion Stadium in Vegas, and that's when the 49ers knew. But the Chiefs, 
They said they practice it. But when you let's move forward though, like looking at the Vikings, because you know, you play for the Vikings, we gotta we gotta do a tie-in with the Vikings, of course. Um, when you look at you know the future of the Vikings, you look at your time with the Vikings, um, all all that like you know, stuff going on, offense, defense, plays, coaches. You got, you know, you know for sure Brian Flores is gonna be the coach. Um, you've been around a while. You've seen Stefan Diggs come and go, you've seen Everson Griffin come and go, you've seen Chad Green, you know, like you've been here. You, uh, Harrison Smith, you know, some of the old guard. How is that for you, though, knowing like, hey, there could be a quarterback change. Hey, we could have another, you know, receiver contract situation Um, because you've been here for it. Do you just kind of say, you know what, it's part of the game. I've been in this business or, you know, does it sometimes, you know, do you sometimes wish you could kind of help out and say, hey, man, let's just do this because I know this will help us win. Yeah, um, you know, it's being – being in being this being in this league now for that was year eight for me like that's that's one of those things where you see so many people come and go yeah um you know there's not one person from my draft class that's even still on the team and there's only wow. a handful of us a handful of us that are even still playing in the league so yeah um you know the league stands you know for not not for long right yep. a lot of things happen a lot of changes happen so you kind of just learn to um you know not put yourself so far into those things that you can't control um, that you sometimes have no opinion, no true opinion about because there's nothing you can do about it. And, right. um, and like you said, there's obviously there's a there's a quarterback situation going on. Um, you know, we got the best wide receiver in football that's up for a contract uh, pretty soon. Like those those things are going to have to be attended to and taken care of. And uh, I don't try to speculate too much. Um, you know, I, I, I obviously I want, uh, you know, I think I think Kirk's the bomb <laughs> he's, been, <laughs> in my, he's been my quarterback for 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 the past six years and he goes out there and proves it every single year that he's a top quarterback in this league uh you know this year uh specifically obviously him getting hurt was unfortunate um but you know, i think the the fan base also was able to see how much he truly means to this team and um, the, the way that he plays and the way he goes about taking care of his business. So um, that will all be shaking out the way it's going to shake out in, yeah. in the weeks and months to come. Um, I wish, I wish I could do something about it, but uh, the only people that know are the people that know and uh, you know, whatever happens is going to be in the best, uh, the best situation for, for both sides. Yeah. Well, we got the daily three coming up next. That's three questions, three minutes each. And we'll be back after a word from our sponsors. Brought to you today by FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, official sportsbook partner of Locked On. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. So find a nice-looking money line, win that bet, and then get $150 straight to your account, which you can sprinkle over NBA, college basketball, uh, maybe some NHL as well. Bet all your favorite NBA players and teams, quick bets, Live same game parlays, exclusive props, and plenty more. FanDuel.com slash locked on the website to get started and shoot your shot. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app or go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Well, now it's for the time for the daily three. That's three questions, three minutes each. Take it away, Sam. Ron, the Wolves in a battle for the West lead last night at uh, Crypto.com Arena in L.A., and they clowned the Clippers 121 to 100, outscored them 40 to 19 in the Mm -hmm. third quarter, 
pulled away. Didn't have any fourth quarter shenanigans this game. A dominant win for the Wolves on the road to stay in control in the West. Your thoughts? Well, first of all, they were 54% from field goal. You know, so like 54% and then the Clippers shot 40. That was the first thing I saw. Like the three-pointers, they were even 11 for 34, 9 for 28. Uh, The free throws, 18 for 19. I think that was a big part. We talked about that before, making your free throws. Uh, But then the rebounds, they they had the edge in the rebounds, assists. That's that's what I'm liking about this team now. You you and I don't know if it's just the Monte Morris ad, but Mike Conley like seems like he's always making the right decision, and the team seems to enjoy being unselfish. Like it's almost like you know they're starting to click and they're starting to really like they've already clicked, but now it's like they're 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 finding the guys and everybody's kind of contributing. They're getting really good minutes from Nikhil Alexander Walker. I think that's the other part of this. Like he gave them, I think, fifteen. Um, so when you when you see a guy like that come in and you can be another scorer off the bench, uh, Phil Baffert, like we said, we talked about Troy Brown Jr. and Shake Milton, but they had to figure it out. And so the other thing I look at, though, like a 13 assist edge, which means they're doing it. The blocks, four more blocks than the other team, turnovers, two less points in the paint, 64 to 42. That's like to me that that Sam, that's that's like a, a complete team victory. I thought that they would have a collapse in one of these games, they're probably going to go three and oh. Um, so I'm glad I bet against them. Cause maybe like they're making me a true believer. It's just so tough because you're in Minnesota and you feel like the other shoe's going to drop, but these guys are good. If you're making bass, you're making bass. If they stay healthy, they're good. Um, but, but I was really like happy to see like the whole of it and, and, and Harton. Cause people can say like, Oh, with it, Harden, Kawhi and PG through or 13, all put up double D. I think it was 18, 18 and 17, uh, when I last checked, but yeah, that third quarter, that was the key. I was scored them by 21 points and they never gave up that 21 point lead. So that's just a, a big part of how they have to do it. You cannot have fourth quarter collapses because this team seems like every time they come out the third quarter, they're going to set the, the gym on fire. And uh, I don't know what he's doing, but he's doing it well. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it, it was one of the most fun Wolves games to watch. Anthony Edwards was trying to bank in threes in the fourth quarter just for fun because they were ahead by so much drives dunks acrobatic lay-ins they were relentlessly attacking it was the best world performance of the year i think uh would be fair to say in a really tough place to win port they've got portland tonight trying to keep the winning streak going and i'll turn it now to kyle shanahan uh you alluded to him earlier he's now lost three super bowls one as a coordinator two as a head coach where his team held a 10 or more point lead how much blame does Shanahan deserve? So I, I always, I'm tough. On, I'm tough. It's tough for me to like give a coach that. I've talked to PJ Fleck about this before because like we 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 know we've seen the Gophers have some weird games like Northwestern, um, and I always wondered. I'm like, as a coach, when you call this, this, and this, why not do this? And he's like, look, when we practice our plays, when we put the stuff together, it all looks like it's going to work. The, the players practice it; they have to execute. And so I do put a little bit on the players. Like, how are you, like the, the Falcons for sure? Like, what are y'all doing? Like, just complete the pass. Just make the right throw. Because I guarantee if we were to go back and look at some of those Matt Ryan throws in Atlanta versus the Patriots, there's probably a couple guys are like, just dump the ball off. Just just throw it this way. Like, take the take the easy play that can get you a first down. Because, uh, you know, there was a lot of Matt Ryan trying to go to Julio Jones, trying to make the play, big play or, you know, keeping his eyes on him too long. Um, the defense a little bit, maybe just like more like Detroit, CJ Gardner, Johnson, just 
a little bit too much of like, hey, okay, we beat you. It's over. Like, we're about to get our Super Bowl rings. So for me, I, I just wonder that. Like, how much of that do we put on the players as well? We can't really do it without watching the complete film and actually knowing what the coaches call, what the thought was. But you do put a little bit of you put a little bit on the coach. You have to, like, because they get paid the most uh, out of their staff, and they are the they're the general managers of that field. They're not the general managers of the team, but of that field, they manage the entire game. So yeah, you got to put it on them a little bit because any other coach, if it was if he didn't have that last name, they would be all over him. If that was a different coach, if that was Kevin O'Connell or Brian Flores or, you know, Kevin Stefanski, they're all over those guys. And that's the big difference is they're not going to like I think Belichick can get away with it. Shanahan has the name. Uh, They love his, you know, offense is unstoppable. But, yeah, I think you got to give him some blame. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I I'd have to go back and look at at the exact situations that he kind of bungled in the previous Super Bowls. Um, But let's also consider. He ran into Brady, Mahomes, and Mahomes. Like those are the quarterbacks that did it to him, and they've done it to a lot of other teams too. So it, I, I think, yeah, the, the worst one is obviously Atlanta. Twenty-five point lead is just inexcusable. Run right. the ball a little more in the second half, and you win that game. Uh, last one, Ron. Valentine's Day tomorrow. So in honor of the Day of Love, who do you love right now in Minnesota sports the most? Who are you going to give your uh, your Minnesota sports Valentine to? I'm going to give my Minnesota sports Valentine to the Timberwolves. I do. I I really appreciate good basketball. Uh, They're giving the town something to cheer for. They're making Minnesota as a state relevant right now. Even though the media, like I could look over the media now and they're talking about the Knicks get stunned by the Rockets. Okay. Like it's a big market. We know that New York, LA, like they're going to talk about those markets. That's where it's at. If it's not, you know, if it's the Patriots because they're winning, but that is that East Coast Boston. So they'll talk about the Celtics. Um, yeah, Minnesota's just not, they don't get the big market talk. So I'm going to give them the big market heart. Like I'm going to give my Valentine that says like roses are red, violets are blue. You guys are the Timberwolves and I love you. Like they, that's, that's what I'm giving my heart to uh, the Timberwolves. I don't know. What about you? Yeah, I, I'm going to give it to Rudy Gobert as sort of an okay. apology. Like, hey, we were really hard on you, and I'm sorry, and I don't want to break up, and I'd like you to stay, and I love you, Rudy. <laughs> don't go anywhere. Uh, Rudy, don't go. <laughs> but that to do it for us today. I hope everybody enjoys CJ Ham. Please tune in next week as well. We'll have some more CJ Ham exclusive interview stuff. He's going to really open up a vein to us. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun, though. Uh, but I'm Ron Johnson. That's Sam Extra. I want everybody to know, make sure you find Locked On Sports Minnesota 24-7 on our YouTube live stream for all your favorite Minnesota sports shows around the clock. It's Vikings, Wild Wolves, Twins, and Gophers all hours of the day. I want to thank you guys. I want to thank everybody that continuously downloads, likes, shares, comments, interacts with us. Tell a friend and tell another friend that we are doing this. This is the Ron Johnson Show. This is Locked On Sports Minnesota. And we're very thankful for all you guys. Have a great one. Hey, and enjoy your Valentine's Day.